0: the Fit Dad club podcast my name is travis jones i'm here with jason barrett and today we're talking about optimizing your week slash day for success basically uh time management for dads to get it all in um and i don't want you to tune out when you hear that but the biggest thing we talk to with with dads is how to fit in the stuff that they should be fitting into their day to become the best version of them because so many people come to us it's like ah oh, I, I, I don't know one, I don't know what to do or two, I can't fit things in and we have to look at structuring their day sometimes within their constraints to fitting it all in. And me and Jace have slightly different schedules and lifestyles, but we're going to talk about the the top seven things that, you know, I believe that we should include inside our life to run as the most optimal performance engine of ourselves, right? So we're we're just the best version of us as far as mood, health, energy, confidence, and all the rest of it. So we're going to talk about those seven things today and then, you know, how I include them into my life, given my constraints, how Jace includes them into his life and his constraints and basically how you can have them inside your life. And I think if we understand this and so many times we feel like, oh, I work so much, I don't have time, when really it's, you no, know, we need to stop being busy and start being productive. And today we're going to show you how we have... productivity inside our own lives and then a a little light bulb might go off inside your head going, oh, maybe that's how I can get it done. And I think the biggest Mm -hmm. thing I always preface in the start of every podcast um, in my head mentally, but probably not to you, is have a growth mindset and have humility. You know, if you're ever listening to something and you're like, that doesn't work for me, I want you to ask yourself a better quality question. If I had to get that to work for me, how would I do it? So it's like a better quality question always gets a better quality answer, and you know, so many times we have these limiting beliefs based on our own life, saying I can't change or I can't fit that in, and all of a sudden, as we've talked about in the past in the mindset podcast, that will then close your blinkers off in your mind, uh, showing you every way you can't do it, right? But like you know, so automatically you're yeah, you are know, creating a self fulfilling prof- prophecy. But if you have a mindset of Maybe I don't know everything. Okay. <laughs> and that's probably the first thing because someone else might know more than you. And that's, that's great. And you know, you're on this podcast, which is fantastic. Two, um, if I had to fit, you know, one or two or three of these things in my life, well, how would I do that? And you start to, you have to have more curiosity around it. And I think that's a big thing when you're trying to take in any form of education is to have a, a mindset of curiosity and a growth mindset, my, growth-based mindset, which means you're constantly trying to grow and learn and your skill sets aren't limited. And you just have to leave the ego at the door. And, you know, there might be another way. And I think those are the big things I'd like to, say at the start of the podcast today anyway how are you jose
1: i'm good man i'm um, i'm doing well i've got a uh, a little bit of a lower back tweak which has been going on and this is uh for those of you who know my my history i have had a you know relatively not great lower back for a while um probably since i was about 18 and i was doing a deadlift in jets gym where they before they had free weight before they allowed free weight barbells in 24-hour gyms which was a a while ago this is the first the, one of the first 24-hour gyms that we could ha- we could go to and they had this like weird angular machine with just like handles and you put mm. plates on and you could just lift it up um no one was supervising that seven year old boy who fucked himself up um but since then i've I've, I've, uh, my first big weight gain was when i had a lower back injury and then i kept on eating like i was bulking even though i wasn't training like i was bulking so i've decided to not make that mistake again and i will be officially embarking on a probably i'd say a two-week mini cut deficit to just you know shred a bit of fat while i'm not able to train at a big intensity so um for all of you guys who are annoyed at me for being on a a, a surplus and oh yeah i can just fucking eat whatever i want um yeah don't worry i'll be i'll be in the trenches with y'all, miserable and uh and 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 you know calculating my macros <laughs> and make sure i don't have any snacks just like the rest of you um but a, a point i wanted to make in terms of what you said there's two things one, um, the mindset of curiosity is really valuable when you're learning anything new. And this is something I try to drill into guys when they first start learning tracking is rather than trying to track to, especially in your first weeks, right? Like you, you, when you start tracking stuff, especially food, you're not very good at it. You don't know what's in fucking proteins and fats and carbs. what, what the, is, is this? This rump steak has 150 grams of fat and 10 grams of protein. No, that's not fucking rock right, rock, right? Like it depends on how big the fat cap is. But when you are starting that process, I want you to be curious about what's in food, right? Because then you start tracking these rather than, oh, fuck, I've got to hit my numbers. And if I don't, right, This that perfectionism mindset we've talked about. But that that attitude of curiosity really helps you then go, oh, I wonder what's in this. I wonder, you know, how this competition, I wonder how this food works. I wonder how this food fits. I wonder what my normal breakfast looks like. And you just start to learn from a place of curiosity because when you're a kid, you're curious about everything. And that's when you learn the most. When you're at school, when you're in your primary school and you're out with friends, you just want to know what's going on, right? Well, you, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't had the phase yet where the kids ask why, but I'm sure there's oh. a phase that, you know, Emmy will go through which like, well, why dad? But well, why dad? But she's going to be pissed off because I have a lot of really useless information i'm really good at trivia whereas like i know uh, a little about a lot um so she's like but well, why well technically it's because of this this and this but you know in this circumstance she'll get bored and walk away which might be might be a win for me Mate, <laughs>
0: i'll tell you right now she will never get bored and walk away and she will keep saying why until you go Oh, this is why. Just because. This is why parents drink. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> this, is why,
1: this is why I lift. This is why, yeah, exactly. honey, it was time for me to go to the
0: gym. Yep, yeah, exactly. Sorry. Mate.
1: The um, the other thing I wanted to touch on with that is there's always there's a principle I want you to think about as we go through this this sort of time management slash optimizing your day, and it's the the big rocks and the little rocks. Right? We've talked about this, this, this circumstance and this, um, this concept time and time again, but if you've got a bucket and you fill that bucket full of sand, right? sand is basically the pointless random shit that you do in your life that doesn't actually do anything, doesn't move you forward, is meaningless. You have no room. There's no space in that sand for you to... You can maybe try and stuff one rock in there if you're really fucking strong, but um, you're not going to fit anything else in that bucket. Whereas and even if you go in with a bunch of little rocks like pebbles, you, can never, you couldn't fit a big rock into that bucket. But if you start with the big rocks and then you put in, put in as many big rocks as can fit and then you, you, you've got room. There's gaps between the big rocks because the big rocks don't take up all of your time and all of your life. You can filter in the little rocks and then in between the little rocks, you can filter in the sand, right? And then you can pour in a beer because there's always time for a beer <laughs> you can uh, you can pour in a protein shake it uh, exactly. it'll fill in fill in the gaps for you but that that principle is what we're talking about here you might have different constraints to myself and trav you might have you know different goals but there is still a structure and still a a benefit to to these things that we're going to be talking about today to helping you be the best version of yourself and even if you haven't right now you haven't got the capacity you're not going to go from zero to doing all of them let's start by saying well what are the big ones that i can focus on if i do prioritize these right? I prioritize just doing these. Don't think about like, oh, I've got to cut this out and cut that out and stop doing this. It's like, how about we just focus on prioritizing doing some of these things and then just see how the week goes for you and see how the time actually pans out. Cause like, oh, if I just focus on making sure I do this, I still do have time to do some of my other stuff. I still do have time to, to, you know, scroll a bit of reels or fucking do whatever, or, you know, whatever the, the thing is for you. So come into this with an open mind, with a mindset of curiosity and consider what are the, what, uh, what can I make, some big rocks for me, some big focuses because you can always fill in the little shit around the big rocks, but you've got to prioritize the big rocks first. Otherwise they just don't get done.
0: Mate, I completely agree. And I think um, productivity, when we're looking at this, this is really just some time management. Some people have nine to five jobs who um, are listening to this. Some guys are tradies, some guys are business owners um, and everyone has a different level of time management inside their workplace. Some people just don't have time management at all. So obviously there's one concept that I want you to understand that you have a structure, a lot of you in work, but then it's creating structure at home as well. So it's, it's making sure that our habits aren't, oh yeah, I've got to train in the afternoons and then we eat and I have time with the kids it's like it's actually putting time schedules around it because if you are a dad who wants to be the healthiest version of them and a good dad like a good father um and be a great husband and try and be healthy and try and you know grow your business or be great at work well that requires structure because that to being great at all these things does not happen by like random fate right it happens by specific design as like default or design, as Jace always says, you can live life by default or live life by design and being great at everything and requires a lot of design. Then, you know, you might be thinking, Oh, that that's very rigid. I was like, well, you know, being a great dad, it, it requires structure. It means that I'm going to be at my soccer kid's soccer here and here. I'm going to read to them these nights of the week. I'm going to train on these mornings. That means I'm going to do, you know, you're just going flowing through the day and Discipline equals freedom, as Jocko Willink you know, has talked about. Um, and when we look at that, it's the discipline of doing the stuff for your kids gives you the freedom of being a great dad. The discipline of structuring when you're going to meditate or train gives you the freedom of longevity and strength with your body, giving you the, the discipline of tracking your food and playing it ahead of times gives you the freedom away from heart disease and health related illnesses and gives you, you know, a pretty good looking body as well. So I was like, I think this discipline equals a freedom. If you don't want the freedom of those things, then you don't need discipline. But the biggest thing we need is we need discipline. And then to actually cultivate discipline, we need structure because that means I am or I'm not being disciplined. So structure is the biggest thing. To understand what we need to be disciplined around requires a couple of things, right? So I wrote a few things down today um, and we can sort of riff back and forth, me and Jace, about them and then sort of look at how we fit them into our constraints. But I think there's seven things. There's seven things that, the healthiest version of you should try and fit into their life. And I haven't put them in like a chronological order or anything like that, guys. I've just written seven things down that I believe that most people should do to be healthy, um, be calm, and um, be the best version of them. And the first one I wrote down was actually meditation. And it's probably because it's the one that I have over the past uh, 10 15 years has been on and off for me. It's something that I'm constantly trying to dial in to make sure that I'm more on than off because personally I've found it's such an amazing impact on my life when I meditate consistently. Like when we look at meditation and for anyone out there, this is not me sitting in the lotus position, sitting in the corner, mm," like that's just not how I meditate. I've I've paid thousands of dollars to do meditation courses. It's just like I've got given my own mantra. I'm not a mantra man. I, I just didn't like it. And, um, I listen to guided meditations and then you might be also thinking, oh, like that's foo-foo it's like, no, there's a lot of science behind meditation. And then you also might be thinking like, I don't need meditation in my life. I've tried it before and I found it really hard. Anyone who finds meditation hard and they can't like keep the thoughts out of their mind, that's the exact person that needs meditation. So, you know, if you find it hard to meditate, that means you must do it. So I think when we look at it, it reduces stress. It increases emotional regulation. Now, emotional regulation is your ability to um, handle the external stimulus going around you. Um, So if you can handle and actually choose better quality emotions on a moment-to-moment and day-to-day basis, I think every dad needs to have that. Um, It gives you more mindful parenting. So you're more patient and you're more focused as a dad and you're less distracted. So more mindful parenting, it increases your patience just in every aspect of your life. You get better sleep and there's better cravings, uh, better cravings control. So you you can control your cravings better because you have a better emotional regulation. So every single one of those points, I believe every dad needs. So I think that meditation is probably one of the most um, up there things that you could do for 10 to 15 minutes a day that's all i'm asking 10 to 15 mm. minutes a day have you got any thoughts about meditation jace i
1: think the the big benefit of it right is it helps you return to baseline mm. quicker right it, it, you have your if you have your set point your emotional set point if you will meditation just gives you this space to return to Balance quicker because you've got that balance when you're in that meditative state. And again, Travis, it's not about yeah, sitting in the lotus position and going home and repeating to yourself, I am worthy, I am a man, I am you know whatever, right? It's 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 different for everyone when it comes to that. But the 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 real focus of meditation and the real, I guess, benefit of it is having nothing going on, Mm. having no external distractions, no, you know, stuff, and then just allowing your mind to almost like sift through the shit that's going on in your head and allow you just to kind of breathe through it, let it come up and let it go. Like the, um, my sister who did, she did a, um, a full yoga teacher training in Rishikesh and then she came back and she was all basically enlightened. Right. Um, cause that's, that's what you do. You go to India and you get enlightened, but uh, she called it the monkey mind. Right. It's just like, Oh, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing. But it's like, you've got to go through that. If you, you know, never meditated before and you just you reckon, Oh, I'm meant to sit there and I'm meant to have a really clear mind. It's like, People dedicate their entire fucking lives to try and have a clear mind with nothing in it. If you think you're going to get it on the first go and that's the goal of meditation, then like, yeah. it's, it's just a really warped expectation. So don't go into it expecting, Oh, it's going to be any particular way. Like for me, I wouldn't say necessarily I sit down and intentionally meditate in the day. Like I have things that are meditative for myself uh whether that be just kind of like i'll you know sometimes i'll lie in my bed for a little bit and close my eyes if it's like i if you know stuff's going on i need a mental break sometimes to me it'll just kind of be sitting with my wife doing nothing right or just you know at the moment lying down on the mat when my playing with my daughter not really doing much that's a very like It just for that that allows space for me you know you put your phone away there's it's you know she luckily sometimes doesn't really want to do anything with me she just runs around and grabs other shit and does whatever i make sure she doesn't fall over and that's about it um and but then those those kind of things and uh, a big one for me is actually i put my headphones on and i do the dishes and i either have like maybe like some music going on in the background or even just kind of like the little white noise of it and then I'm, i'm doing stuff but just like stuff is coming up for me and that's for me, it's a lot easier because I have done, I guess, years and years of mindset work and, and, you know, and I've, I've, I would say I have a very good self-awareness of my own, um, my own emotional state and energy. So I can kind of get there a bit quicker. I would say it's, I would benefit probably from doing a bit more. Um, but I would say that for, especially for people that don't have great emotional regulation or emotional awareness, then having, giving yourself the biggest thing is just giving yourself the space in the day to think about and do nothing in particular. Um, Because especially in today's society, we're always fucking constantly just go, 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 go. But just giving yourself the space to just kind of sit for like five minutes and just, you know, like, I remember um, my brother talking to me about um, sometimes he would just like, when he got home from work, he would just sit in the car for like 10 minutes before he went into the house to go see his, his, his missus, because he was just like, I just need like space silence for like five, ten minutes. I'll just sit there and I'll enjoy that and that's it. Right? So don't think it has to be some woo-woo shit. Think of it as just space to allow the allow the um the stuff to come up right allow the fat to come to the surface so you can scoop it off and then you're good to go.
0: 100% mate. I I do like guided meditations because I can listen and I can focus on what the person's saying. And I think giving me that Mm. for myself, like that focus of someone saying like clench your fists or relax your body or think about this and breathe. And, you know, it gives me still, Mm. I'm focusing and causing me to be present within my body. Um, And I, I think the biggest thing for me is, I know when I consistently meditate because I'm more I have more clarity um during the days, I'm more creative with work, and I'm calmer as a dad, right? Uh, So it's like those are massive like wins for me. So I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. meditation is a massive thing that I need to have in my life because I want to be those things. Like I want to be more creative, I want to be calmer and I want to be more focused. Um, so it's something I always try and keep in. Um the next thing is steps, right? Like, or increasing our neat activity. I think this is a big thing that every single one of us need to do um, because we weren't built to sit all day. We weren't built to sit in a car that drives us to work, to sit at a seat where we work, to sit in a car that drives us home and then to sit on a um, couch to watch TV. And then if we do go to the gym, sit on a machine to press some weights, like (laughs) we, we, our bodies were not designed to just sit for, you know, essentially sit or lie for 22 hours of the day. You know, I, I think, actually getting up and moving um i was watching something the other day like our ancestors were walk, walking somewhere between 14,000 to 18,000 steps every single day uh, i don't know why but for whatever reason this is and this is no studies around this i find out when when some of my guys hit like on average starting hit 14,000 steps a day they start losing weight really well um, and I don't know what the magical number of 14,000 is, but, um, I've found, you know, if I can get them up and they get them up a little bit further and all of a sudden they've started working some structures into the day where they can hit that 14,000, all of a sudden they just start losing weight really well. Um, one increases the caloric burn without increasing hunger um so i think that's a great thing uh but also you know increasing our steps increases our alertness increases our mood it decreases our stress levels increases calorie burn you know our appetite regulation is better so we're not hungry all the time um, because it blunts hunger going for a walk and it's also a positive lifestyle change like you can go for a walk with your kids and go down to the park so like i think if we look at increasing our steps Again, so like these seven things I was talking about today, I tried to look at, okay, what are the positive impacts around them? And I was like, again, there's so many positive impacts around going for a walk and breaking and that, I'm not saying, oh, now Trevor I'll have to go for a walk for an hour a day. It's like, it's no, you need to look at your constraints and we'll talk about this later on and how to fit into your day, but it's looking at your constraints and how you can fit this in. Cause 15 minutes of walking will be about 15,000 steps. I've got little legs. Um, but you have to, 1500. yeah, 1500, not 15,000. Jesus. Uh, fucking hell, man. I do 45,000 a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 15 minutes, about 1500 <laughs> steps. So like to get the extra 6,000 is about you know, to get you. So most office workers walk about four to 5,000 steps a day to get the extra 6,000 to get you up to 10 K steps a day is about 60 minutes of walking. It's finding, you know, six, 10 minute breaks or, you know, four, 15 minute breaks and increases that cognitive function, right? Like if you're sitting down for 90 minutes, you start to have this like cognitive decline, which means your focus starts to, you know, waver our discipline, our willpower starts to go down and getting up and going for a walk for five or 10 minutes, all of a sudden increases our focus again and allows you to um, get your tasks done faster. So you can either go, oh no, I don't have time to go for a walk. I have to work for the next five hours straight. It's like, well, the, the back three hours of that work is probably really shit, right? If you go for a walk, for two times inside that five hours, you're actually going to get more stuff done because you will have the ability to focus for longer because you broke it up with some wor- walks, which increased your mood and alertness. And I think that is a, a big thing that people don't realize with just going for some brief walks that it actually makes you more productive, even though you're working for less. Because we, when we look about time productivity, um, it's not the amount of time you are spending on the task. It's how fast you're actually doing the task. So, just because you're spending more time on something doesn't mean it's efficient, right? You know, if you can break it up and make it more efficient doing other ways, that's probably the best way to do it. Um, Jace, what's your thoughts on steps, mate?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting with like the Pomodoro techniques, right? Yeah. Looking at breaking up your work into small bite sized chunks and breaking that up with something like steps. Cause we've all been there, we've sit- we're sitting, you like, you feel that usually it's like one or two o'clock, you feel that glaze kind of go over your eyes, and you're just like, uh fucking tippy typing away, doing whatever, switching from tab to tab, not actually doing anything, um, making stroking your chin, looking at the computer, thinking that you're doing something. Like it's it's we all we're all guilty of that kind of stuff. But the, I mean, when I talk about the body, it's a, it's not a battery, it's a generator, right? And in order for you to get energy, you need to get moving energy. Emotion is energy in motion for you to get better quality emotions. You need to be moving. You need to be moving energy through your body. It helps you digest, right? All of that kind of stuff is, is very valuable when it comes to getting steps in. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's just something that we've lost, with as you say, with society, with being able to sit down and and not sort of going for as as many walks, not just moving as much, parking as close as we can to everything, making it really super convenient. Um, but yeah, there's there's infinite benefits to getting your steps in um and it's more than just a meme of oh got to get my steps in it's like no I'm I'm like every time I go for a walk or every time I take time you're going outside generally as well you're getting fresh air you're getting vitamin D there's all those sort of benefits too so it's um I would say it's the, probably the most valuable form of movement for general well-being like if i had to pick between never like doing less than 5,000 steps a day and being able to do some fucking weight training versus being able to, you know, walk as much as I like, but not weight training. I'd probably pick the steps. Um, because there's like, there's just an infinite benefit to that. Like, I mean, look, you know, I might be, I might be a skinny boy, but at the end of the day, but there are but so many for more benefits to that. <laughs> Yeah, I'll live. I'll live longer, and I, you know, I won't be able to bench press much. But I will be able to. I'll, oh, sorry, honey, can't take. Uh, can't take. me to the park today. I'm. Uh, I'm at four thousand nine hundred <laughs> steps. I'd say, and it's one hundred and twenty steps yeah. away. Fuck, can't do it. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, it's. it's it, it, you can incorporate your mindfulness. You can incorporate your. Um, chuck your headphones on, right? Listen to a podcast. Listen to. You know, listen to this podcast while you go for a walk. You know, take your. You take your kids out to give your wife a break, or take your wife and kids out for a family outing. Like I, I intentionally try to go for walks as much as I can. With with, um, with Lauren and with Emmy because, and you know, she'll often, you know, sometimes the day be like, hey, we're going for a quick walk past the park. Do you want to come with? It's like, yep, that'll help me break up the day, get a little bit more sunshine, get a little bit more, um, more movement and just, just more energy, yeah. right? You're more energized when you're moving. It's just a fact. Yeah,
0: dude, 100%. I think the next thing is seven hours of sleep minimum. I think, mm. you know, I, I am probably like someone who struggles, right? To get the seven hours in, I, but I try my best. Right. Uh, like I sometimes sleep faster, as Arnold would say, and I, I get six <laughs> hours in. Uh, but I try and make sleep um a massive priority. Like I wake up at four AM and I and I try to get to bed at nine thirty. Um so like sometimes I, I get like up at four thirty, but most of the time it's four AM. So I have to try and pull it down to nine PM. But like if we're looking at this like seven hours um, and some people are like, oh, I don't need more sleep. I was like, yeah, there's very small percentage, like less than 1% of the population at leads needs less than seven hours sleep. I'm just betting on the fact that I am part of that 1%. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> that's
1: the how I, that's what I tell myself yeah, to, 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 make, to go to sleep. To make myself
0: night. feel better. Um, so but when yeah. we look at this, like seven hours of sleep plus, and again, when I say plus, it doesn't mean you start sleeping for 10 hours. Like I, I believe that, somewhere between that sort of seven to eight and a half hours depends on the person. But as a dad, like, you know, seven hours of sleep is probably, you know, you're going to be doing okay um, because you've got a lot of constraints and a lot of things to do. So it increases fat loss. It decreases cravings, increases muscle preservation in a calorie deficit. So you're going to hold on to muscle mass as you're losing fat mass, it increases our cognitive performance. So, you know, like we can actually focus and it's not like we're walking around drunk, even though we're not drinking and it's just, you're tired. Um, Um, it increases our mood and increases our performance in general. So it's like, again, when we look at this, it's like, if I'm in a diet and I I don't want to be craving all the time, if I'm in a diet, I want increased fat loss. If I'm in a diet, I want to hold onto muscle mass. If I'm in a diet, I also want to have a better mood regulation or emotional regulation. I want all those, all those things. So I need to make sure I'm focusing on my my sleep. And I think it's something that people don't focus on at all. Hmm.
1: They don't have a plan for it. They, they, it's a thing that a lot of people, again, they do fight by default, not by design. They just lie. To, uh, eventually they get to the point where, oh, I'm feeling tired eventually. So now I'll go mm. to sleep, right? This is where the benefit of sleep time and nighttime routines and stuff. And we've, we've done a full episode of talking about the benefit of having a nighttime and a morning routine. But the routine is there to get you ready for bed at the right time. It's not about expecting yourself just to go to bed whenever you're tired. Mm. You will feel infinitely more energized if you have a set, sleep time and a set wake up time and you keep within that consistent band of like, you know, an hour or so in terms of when you wake up, right? Now, yes, there are some times when the kids will wake you up when they choose to wake you up and that becomes your wake up time, right? So you just, you say, oh, cool. Well, they have energy. I have energy, right? So let's, let's steal from them a little bit, but sleep is, uh, the, the issues that can be caused from a lack of sleep, um, down the line, things like Alzheimer's and dementia can come from not having enough sleep, giving your body, uh, not enough time to rest and repair. And this is compounded when you drink as well. So even if you're, even if it's like one or two a week or a couple of nights a week or whatever, even if you're having one or two before bed, whatever it is, that is still like that, that, increases your need for sleep even more because you're not recovering properly from all the stimulus that you're giving yourself, whether it's at work, whether it's um, at the gym, you're not giving yourself enough time and space because your body's got to clear out all the shit from the alcohol that you have had. And it takes time to get rid of that before it can then, all right, cool. I've got to focus on the next task, which is now repairing the muscles from all the damage you did at the gym, right? And, and get that back to back to working order. So the, the I, I can never underestimate and undersell the benefit of good sleep. And, and focusing in on that, that's probably been one of the biggest changes for me when I've started taking a couple of supplements to help me with that. Um, some ashwagandha as well as uh, uh, magnesium as well to help me sleep. That's been a big one for me. Eating, I would say like, you know, make sure you eat like an hour, 90 minutes before bed maximum, right? If not more. Like it further away from bed to make sure you're not digesting and 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 you know fucking getting acid reflux as you're lying there. But this the the benefit of sleep on the rest of your day. Like we've all had days where you you there's days when you just push through and you're like in a delirious good mood because you've had like fucking four hours sleep. You're just like well, like when your kids are first born, right? You're just like right, I'm getting up three times a night. This is just life now. I'm just I'm I'm fucking delirious and this is this is what it's going to be. Um, but over over time chronically you know you're not a good person when you've not had a good amount of sleep right you're not you when you're tired so prioritize
0: caffeine a bad sleep pattern
1: (laughs) this is a this is a good point caffeine doesn't actually give you more energy caffeine is an adenosine blocker it blocks your tired hormones it blocks the feeling of tiredness this is like I still feel tired. It's just kind of behind me now. I just feel it in the back of my head. It's like, hey, you know you're fucking tired, but I'm
0: not allowed to feel it yeah, now. I'm but then you, have a, you have a little bit more right. caffeine and then you're just anxious. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're <laughs> just like, all right, I've had too much now. Now I just feel sick, nauseous, anxious, yeah. and I'm still kind yeah. of tired and I can't sleep because I'm just like sitting in the corner kind of shaking. Um, yeah. Yeah, now you literally. need to meditate. So, guys, like, I think sleeping is a big thing. Um, we'll go through my routine like in a little bit, but I think like it's making sure you have your nighttime routine in place and the time that you go to sleep. I think the biggest thing is you have to first look at, okay, what time do I wake up? And just minus seven hours off that. So if the fact is I want to wake up at 4 a.m., then I'm minus seven hours and I want to get up at 9, not go to bed at 9 p.m. and actually get to sleep. So it's what time you go to bed and you actually what time you go to sleep, you have to take the time you wake up first. I think that is one of the biggest things we have to understand. It's you don't set your nighttime curfew based on just sort of arbitrary time. You have to actually work out how many hours am I getting And then like, what time do I wake up minus the nine, minus the seven hours off that. And that's what time you need to be asleep. I think that's a big thing. Making sure that we can actually switch off when that happens is going into making sure we have some blue blockers. So blue blocker glasses definitely help stop blue light stimulation coming to our eye because it will stop the melatonin, when we're looking at our phones all the time, looking at our computer screens, looking at the TV, it's like blue light stimulation, stimulation, and it blunts melatonin, which is our sleep um, hormone. And if that's blunted and it doesn't come in, um, that means we're going to have a struggle going to deep sleep and actually even getting to sleep. So we want to look at okay, well, how can I stop this? If it's the fact that I'm still going to, I'm not going to just live by candlelight. um, I might still watch some TV with my partner. um, Then yeah. Okay. Get some blue blocker glasses. You might look like a um, look silly when your partner's looking at you, but you're gonna sleep better, you're gonna get into deeper sleep um, faster. And I think that's a big thing. So you pop those on at say seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. It's making sure I take magnesium at nighttime, about 45, 50, 60 minutes before I go to sleep. Like that's part of my nighttime routine. It's making sure that we have a digital curfew. There's a time that our phone goes away so we stop getting bombarded by this, you know, dopamine rushes that we get as we get notifications. We don't have stress from work coming in into us. So it's like a digital curfew. So it's just making sure that we have a really good routine. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that we need to make sure we're doing.
1: Yeah, man. And that's the thing. It's like, it's, again, we've talked about it before default or design. If you have a routine, you design a routine, you stick to it. We've talked about it with structural discipline and reactive discipline as well. If you have a structure of what time you switch off and what time you go to bed, you're way more likely to stick to it. And then you'll get the results of that, which is better quality sleep. You wake up feeling better, all of that good shit. It's, sleep is like the thing is like, especially with kids, you know, you don't want it. You know, you, oh, you don't want to go down for a nap, but you're fucking grumpy and you know, you're going to feel better when you wake up. That's you going to bed at nighttime. So stop being a grumpy fuck when you wake up. Have your nap, right? Have your nap like you tell your kids to do. Make sure it's long enough. Get up and you'll be much better. Exactly,
0: mate. I think the next thing is step number four that we need to include in our day. Um, weight training, right? I think it's, you know, this is what we're all about, right? You know, weight training. We, But the problem is a lot of guys do come to us. and It's like, nope, I just, I want to do running. Um, or I don't know about weight training. I'll just do some bodyweight stuff.
1: I don't want to look like Arnold. Yeah, I
0: don't want to, uh, I get that one uh, four times. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to put on too much muscle mass. It's like, dude, putting on muscle mass is hard. Um, yeah, Fucked. yeah. I've been lifted for like 10 years. I still don't look so, like I'm I think, I think it doesn't mean you, you can't do it uh, for anyone out there who wants to gain lean muscle mass. But when we're looking at focusing on a, a, a lean bulk where we're not getting fat as we're putting on weight, we're putting on between 0.5% to 1% of total body weight per week. Uh, per month, sorry, per month. So that means we're putting on, you know, you know, 80 kilos. That means we're putting on 800 grams to 1.6 kilos a month. And really it's like the 800 grams to one kilo is where we want to be. So that means you're like, oh, 81. Okay. One month is where 81, one month we're 82. It's like four months. You can put on four kilos, right? And not all of that would be lean muscle mass. Mm-hmm. So I think like, no, one's going to make you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but what it will do is it will preserve your muscle mass whilst you're losing fat. And then when you're leaner, you're going to look more jacked. Like so many of my guys, they've gone through a where a phase where they've lost weight and people are like, oh, you look a bit skinny, man. Like I'm like, trust the process. And then they lose that next five kilos and they're like, dude, how much weight did you put on? And you're like, I lost another five kilos. Because what happens is as you become smaller, you just look like a, obviously a smaller version of you. Yeah, duh. But then as you lose the next five kilos – and you start looking more vascular, your shoulders come out more, your arms come out more, and your chest comes out more because you're leaner. It's like you've got like – it's rather than like our muscle, then fat, then skin. It's like muscle, skin. And you just start looking more jacked even though you're lighter than before, and people all of a sudden go, wow, you're looking quite big. Or you they don't realize like how much lean muscle mass you have. And if you do go down the beach or something like that, or you're wearing a tank top and serve a shirt, like holy Jesus, what like – You've been stung by a bee, Um, and they actually look quite good. So I think. Muscle preservation, weight training whilst we're in a calorie deficit increases muscle preservation. So we're holding on to lean muscle mass. And for newbie, newbie or coming back trainers, you're going to put on lean muscle mass at the same time. Um, if we're looking at you know, maintenance or a surplus, we're going to gain lean muscle mass. Um, it's going to basically increase our metabolic rate over time. So you're going to be able to eat more calories without gaining fat, which is also fantastic. Obviously, we know that it increases our body confidence, right? If we're putting on some lean muscle mass and we're lean, we feel good. We, we just do. And it's not just about being skinny fat. Like it's about like being and you're looking and feeling fantastic. You know, it also helps you set a healthy example for your kids. Like weight training does. You want to be the example of them. This is fit and healthy, right? Because there's, there's more than 50% of the society are the example of what is not fit and healthy. So at least have the, the parents being the example of what is. It's a stress reliever. Like we've got to look at, you know, this relieves my stress, it increases like, again, like cognitive function. But I think the big thing, like when I look at it, like weight training, if you're in a room and a bookcase falls on you, you have the ability to push it off and you're not going to die. Um, I think that's a big thing. You, you know, yeah, yeah. you get you train that you, movement. Pattern. You don't want to be trapped underneath the, underneath the bookcase and then no one sees you for a couple of days. You know, if you're strong enough, you're going to get, out of the bookcase, you're gonna push it up, you're gonna be alive, or you can, or this is probably not the best one, but you can help your mate lift the fridge when he's moving house. I think that is also another good thing yeah. um, when you're strong. But weight training, guys, you gotta exactly. do it, and you gotta train properly. Yeah
1: yeah exactly it's um the the couple of ones that i reference when it comes to the importance of weight training is number one bone density as well is a big one like and if you if you lift weights you are going to have denser bones because your bones will have to withstand a greater force of gravity um because you're putting you know barbells on your back you're putting weights on your arms it's like it increases naturally increases your bone density which means you are less fragile Right? I don't think any man that's listening to this podcast wants to be labeled as fragile. We want to be anti-fragile. We want to be resilient. Right? We want the, uh, the baseball bat to break when it hits our arms, not the other way around. Right? I mean, don't try to get too many street fights with baseball bats and shit, but you never know. Right? You never know. So bone density is a big one, but beyond bone density and muscle mass, um, not only do people with more muscle mass live longer, statistically, from all-cause mortality, which is every cause of death, people who have more muscle mass are positively associated with living longer. So you just will live longer. It's that's just as much as it is. But there are more realistic rather than a bookcase falling on you, right? We're all dads. We should have our bookcases, uh, um, you know, fixed to the wall with the, the screw and the little bit of fabric, you know, got to do all that stuff so the kids don't pull it down. But um, the, beyond that, there is a high risk when you, are, when you get older, which is, you know, 20, 30 years away for a lot of us, is, it's coming. You fall. You have a fall. And you don't have the strength to get back up off the floor. And that is how a lot of older people die, Mm. purely from the fact that they have a fall. Maybe they injure themselves, maybe they don't, but they purely do not have the strength to push themselves up, bring their leg up, get back up off the floor because they have lost that muscle mass. So the more you can do to build it now and keep it now as a almost like a preventative measure, that means that when you get into your 60s, your 70s, your 80s, it you know yes, muscle does decrease as you hit sort of past sixty. That is a, that is a natural process. You'll tend to catabolize a bit more, but if you have a greater reserve of muscle mass, it's going to take longer for that to get down to a point where you cannot lift your own body weight. So if that is your like, so if you think about fuck, the that is it's to me the idea of being on the floor and not being able to get back up again. Uh, that's fucking terrifying. I was like I never want to not have that strength.
0: I completely agree, mate. Uh, the next thing is. Step number five, and it's putting time in your day for and week for tracking, reflecting, and projecting. Now, when we're looking at this, the the tracking, okay, the tracking side of things, you have to have it in your day, what you measure in life you manage, okay? If you're not measuring like, as far as what you're going to be eating and you're not having the input, you don't know what the output is, you're going to get fat, you're going to be overweight, you're going to have low energy, you're going to feel like shit, right? So that's why we track our food. So you have to have, this is when I track. And some people are like, oh, I don't have time. It's like, dude, you sit on the toilet, track when you're on the toilet. Like that's completely fine. Like toilet time is now tracking time. That's the, it's the TT. T- t. Um, so That's <laughs> productive, productive as fuck. You're doing exactly. two jobs at once. Um, you're tracking what goes in as you watch what goes out. So I think <laughs> when we're looking at this, um, but like what happens, Jason lost him. Uh, when we look at this, guys, we have to understand it's like if we're tracking what goes in, then we can go, okay, am I maintaining the calorie deficit? Am I hitting my protein amount that's going to require me to be more satiated and put on lean muscle mass? Like, am I tracking my steps so I know what the mover is? Because these are all lead measures, right? We have a lead measure, which is our steps, which is our, our weight training, which is our input as far as calories, and also like our protein count. We have these lead measures, and then at the end of the week, there's a lag measure that is centimeters, and weight and photos, right? So that we, we track the lead measures to look at the lag measures. And if we, the lag measure isn't what we want based on the lead measures, we just simply change the lead measures and that gives us the lag measure we want. That's like basic management of anything business, you're probably your relationship as well. you got lead measures. Um, how many times did you put out the trash, do the dishes, say I love you, make the bed, slap her on the butt. Like you got to track these things and then you have a lag measure. And yeah, we all know what that means. Um, so <laughs> with this, guys, um, lead measures, lag measures. We want to track them because they give us where we're on track. And also they decrease anxiety, overwhelm and frustration. Because if we're tracking these things, I, sorry if we're not tracking these things actually and we get to the end of the week because oh i've not lost weight it's like dude how many calories are you oh no i ate healthy it's like i have no idea what that fucking means right At least I, I do have because everyone's healthy is different like your healthy could be kosher your healthy could be keto your healthy could be clean eating your healthy could be carnival like i don't know but if you're not tracking the calories your healthy is a calorie surplus which is why you didn't lose the weight i think Tracking and measuring decreases frustration because all of it is now is data management. Like, right? So we just have, we're managing data and it's like, okay, well, there's a data number. Did I get the result I wanted? Yes. Great. Keep tracking data. Did I not get what I wanted? Change the data. So change the inputs. So it helps us with that. It also helps us um, when we're reflecting on, so one, it decreases stress, frustration, anxiety by doing the tracking. The reflecting on the daily basis is the big thing right? This is reflecting mm-hmm. what went well, what went wrong? What am I going to do differently? And like every single day, like you carve out like five minutes, just ask these three things. And it's like, this is making you a constant never ending optimizer, right? So it's like, if I look at what went well today, well, I hit my steps, I hit my training or I hit my pro, i hit my calories, but not my protein. Okay. What went wrong? Right? Okay, I didn't track my I didn't plan my breakfast properly. Okay, what am I going to do differently? I'm going to plan my breakfast tomorrow. So it's like these three questions every single day allow you to reflect and they also allow you to project. And you can do this at the end of every single week as well. So it's like did I hit my four training sessions? Yes or no. What am I going to do differently next week? Did I hit my, you know, weekly calories? Yes or no. Did I hit my steps? Did I hit my meditation? So you're reflecting and projecting on a weekly basis, you're doing it on a daily basis. And this gives you a solid, simple plan for goal setting, goal achievement and attainment, plus manipulating the plan to make sure we're getting what we want. Which again, it just gives you this sense of certainty, ownership, accountability, um, and peace with the journey that you're on.
1: Hmm. The people who achieve the most are the people who can give themselves and get feedback and implement it the fastest. The more often and the more frequently you can get feedback or give yourself feedback on how things went and what you can do to improve. Those are the people that exponentially think about like compounding interest. You can compound once a week, once a month, once a year, or you can compound once a day. If you compound once a day, you're going to get infinite more infinitely more returns because you can then iterate on that feedback and on works well. And yes, there's going to hit a point where you're, you know, especially when it comes to like, I guess, the fitness side of things where, you know, yeah, like I don't, I wouldn't say that I've not hit a day of protein and calories in a long, 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 long time, right? Without having to sort of think about it because it's just what I do. It's just who I am at this point. And there's going to come a point where those things become that easy for you. But in order for you to get that good, you need to have plans. You need to take time to reflect on what did when, what, what did go well, what didn't go well. This is what a coach helps you do, by the way. But if you don't have that support, it's, even if you do have that support, it's still worth doing it for yourself because then you can project. I had a, um, a guy I was talking to yesterday uh, um, a couple of days ago, a client of mine, and he was already projecting out to a event that he was going to in like three and a half weeks time to be like, hey, we're going to be going out for dinner uh, and we're going to go out to this restaurant. This is what we're going to be having. What can I do to make sure that that I'm on track for that? I'm like, first of all, fucking, you know, good job. That's, a that's I appreciate that. I was like, fuck, three weeks ago, man. man don't stress about it till the week of. But um, but yeah, he still he had the plan in place and he had an idea of what to do and I gave him some strategies to help him do that. But without that projecting, people often just get to the event and then they're like, oh, fuck, what do I do? Oh, what can I order? I haven't looked at the menu. I have no idea what any of these. Options are how many calories are in them or what i should do and they get overwhelmed so that's the benefit of projecting and looking like just simply looking forward but the more you can reflect on when times go wrong and when times don't go you know don't go perfectly and uh what you can do to improve on them what you can do to um to make the most out of them next time is you know you just you get infinitely better day by day by day and it becomes an exponential curve so um i mean it's relevant for fitness but it's also relevant for other areas of life too you know what did you do well in your work what did you do well um you know in your relationship how did it go today why you know why do you think you fought oh we fought probably because i was in a bit of a crabby mood because i didn't sleep well or i was feeling mentally unbalanced oh maybe i should do what trav and jay said maybe do some meditation and sleep a little (laughs) bit better oh there's there's a great fucking idea um you know if if that's what your mental voice sounds like you sound like cam at the the front
0: yeah,
1: you got to good I mean, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> if you had that as an internal voice. <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, some people may enjoy it. That's that's all well and good, but having again, this this comes this comes down to back again to giving yourself space and time to focus on you and to giving yourself permission to say, "Yep, this is for me to optimize myself, to optimize my life, for me to be the best version of myself." I'm going to take fucking three to five minutes. Is nothing. Again, you can do it on the toilet if you want. If you're done tracking for the day, you can do this one on the on the final okay. toilet of the day. You just sit there and close your eyes and just think, all right, what did I do well today? What could I have done better? What challenges? Why didn't I hit the goals that I was?" In? aiming for all right how can i do better next time and you're not asking these questions because you're beating yourself up notice the language around the questions like what did i do well what could i improve on Um, you know why didn't it go the way i wanted why didn't i um get what i wanted to do and how can i do better next time and that's all it is. it is just about doing better it's not about doing Perfect, or it's like, why am I such a failure for not doing it? That's not the language that we're using. (laughs) I mean, fuck it's if you're mentally (laughs) brutal yourself, right? Maybe David Goggins Goggins talks like that.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, you didn't you didn't carry the boats today. What the fuck? Um, but you gotta give yourself the the space to do that stuff because that is what is going to make you better at doing a
0: hundred percent. I think it also allows us to draw a line in the sand every day. So it's like Mm. if we don't if when we reflect. And we project and go, what am I going to change tomorrow? Or what can I implement tomorrow? We understand that, okay, that's my line in the sand. Today is over. Okay. I might've missed something today. We mm-hmm. never missed twice. Tomorrow's a new day because it allows that, it, it cuts it off because so often when we're in a bad spiral, we take it into the next day and the next day and the next day, but reflecting each day allows us to draw a line in the sand. It's like, no, today is done. Like tomorrow is a new day. I get another 86,400 seconds to to just keep moving forward. Um, I think yeah. like, so one, like drawing a line, but also like uh, plan the day. I think that's a big thing as well. It's like, it, it gives us, when I look at this, Um, and I wanted to briefly touch on this, like every single morning, I don't know if we talked about this on one of the podcasts, I look at what my day looks like and the big things I need to fit into my day. I, I get a lot of my guys to do this as well. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to train. I've got my work things I need to do as well. I, I got. I know when I where what I'm going to eat and when I'm going to eat and where I'm going to eat. I know, like, I, I know it all because it's already planned out, right? Um, but I, I mentally mm-hmm. rehearse it. I actually we did talk about this on the podcast. So I go to go through a mental yeah. rehearsal for about two minutes where I walk through my whole plan for the day. My eyes are closed. I can see the obstacles. I can see me overcoming the obstacles. So that's like two minutes in the morning where i go through the mental rehearsal but i don't have to plan out my day in the morning i do that on the reflection and projection part which is the night before so i think all of this allows to set you up Mm. for success and i think at the end of the day that's all we want is to set you up for success Mm. point six is planning your food and you know i think you know we've only got point six and seven we're going to briefly talk about how we fit it in guys point six is like You know, plan your food. Like where are you eating? Like eat your meals throughout the week. What are you eating? Eat your meals outside the week. When do you eat? So what, where, and when, and then prep what you eat. So it doesn't mean you got to prep every food, but maybe you're the prepper of lunches, right? And you prep your lunches and that's completely fine. Some people don't prep, some people do. But if you're not prepping your lunches and you keep fucking up your lunches, start prepping your lunches, right? Don't do the same thing and expect a different result. So I think then again, what do I eat for breakfast? I don't know. There's so many options. Okay, pick two. You'll add two, hot lunch, cold lunch, more time, less time, right? So now you have a decision between two things. Um, I think it's like planning that out, writing it in your your, your tracker or writing on a piece of paper your lunches. Was my snack? I got one of my boys onto carrots. He loves carrots now. Two hundred carrots, 70, 200 grams of carrots, yeah. seventy calories. <laughs> carrots <laughs> <are legit. laughs> He's
1: like
0: he, carrots. One of the boys is like, dude. Everyone at work's like, why are you eating so many carrots? He's like, you don't worry, it's okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, I, I had. That. I was the one who was doing that like a year and a half ago. I was. I had a ca- I had work carrots and I had home <laughs> carrots. I had a bag of carrots in the work fridge and one at home.
0: Exactly, and supposedly it makes you look see better at night time. Uh, so <laughs> that's so that's tell my kids anyway so when we look at this um you and then you can either prep some of your dinners and we've done a whole episode around this um or just um prep as far as mentally what you're eating each of the nights it's like planning is so much better than not planning i'm not going to go on about this and i don't want jace to go on about this because we talked about this so much it's like coming to the night with a plan so your partner doesn't say what do you want to eat like, I never want to hear that fucking conversation ever again in my life, right? It's, it's such an annoying conversation <laughs> where we go, what do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? I don't know. And then you're trying to think, oh, what do they want to eat? So I'm going to answer based on what I think they're going to eat because that will make them happy because it's constantly it's this battle of trying to make the other part happy. When in reality is like if you had the conversation once and it was once of the week and you plan your week together, then you never have to have that conversation again. I think that's such a, hmm. it's such a good thing to not have that conversation at the end of the day. Because then you're deciding what to eat and then someone has to go to the shops. And we live like half a while, like half an hour away from the shops where we live. Um, people are like, where do you live? A far away from the shops. <laughs> um, and, <sorry. laughs> Why do you think Trav gets so many exactly. runs in? He actually exactly. runs exactly. in the shops. So like, that's number six. Like You've got to plan, guys. And you've got to plan your food. Um, and, like, mm-hmm. and, you, and you're not tracking as you're eating. Like You plan ahead of time. Um, because that's the the fastest way for frustration, anxiety, and not hitting your data. Um, the last thing is cold showers, um, or cold immersion. And I think this is a big thing that like I do, some people do, some people don't do. Um, there's pros and cons. I think the con is it's just really fucking cold right uh, and then there's the, the it, uh, it shrinks yeah, you if exactly. you know what i mean and it's not exactly pleasant. i was like well, don't do a cold shower naked like it's just it's not the good thing um outside of your house yeah. um but you yeah. know it, it depends on what you're into but like for me like it, it, cold showers they increase mental resilience right because i've never gone into a cold shower saying i want to have a cold shower right but like in the morning it's like okay well you're doing something that you don't want to do straight away, and you're already overcoming shit. So then everything else is good. You're already, full, we're already winning the day with a cold shower. It's a massive mood enhancement, right? So you have like these endorphins rushing through the body. After every single cold shower, I never feel bad, right? I just never do. So it's like cold shower. I'd never feel bad. I'm in there for like, I count my breaths when I'm in a cold shower. So I breathe in for four seconds, breathe out for four seconds. Every breath is eight seconds for me. So I'm like, and I breathe out. I like, I know that I'm going to get like eight to 10 breaths in a minute. So all I do is I count through my fingers as I'm standing there for two times through my fingers. Like I breathe every second I move a finger. It's because I can't focus too much as I'm doing it. Cause I'm fucking cold. Um, And I I focus on not tensing up my body. So as I feel my body tense up, I relax. I'll tense up a couple of times every shower. And I just forcefully like, no, the mind's in control, not the body. So again, it's making sure, it's telling my body my mind is in control because I think there's a big thing about that. Um, And so it increases my mood, increases my resilience. it, It increases my immune system. So it's an enhanced immune response. So like have some cold showers, and I don't go jump in and just turn the cold on. I'm not savage. Um, like, like I'm not, guys, come on. Um, but like I, I get in there, I wash myself in a warm shower, and then I slowly turn it cold, and I, like, I I'll sort of breathe through it, and my body acclimatizes, and then I'll go two minutes in a cold shower, and I'll get out, and I'll feel like absolutely amazing. And Jace, do you want to share anything about cold showers? You don't do cold showers, so it's okay
1: i'm I'm not a particularly uh a cold shower person i'm not um, because because like I don't train necessarily in the morning I don't do the morning showers I'm an evening shower yep. kind of guy. I feel like energizing myself at the end of the night is <laughs> is, is, is it's the opposite it's the opposite of what I'm looking to do i don't um you know fit it's all about fit for yeah. purpose right um so uh but the, i mean there's there's benefits to uh, hot and cold mm. therapy things like saunas and cold showers so um they they have very similar benefits in terms of um they they do help with sort of immune response and longevity and that kind of stuff um, you yeah, also saunas just kind of feel good mm. right uh, after a after a while they probably make you feel even worse <laughs> depends how long you sit in them for but um yeah, the benefits of cold like cold immersion are definitely there there is a there's i would say there 's a greater like evidence for mental. Um, fortitude and mental, just like being able to push through something that's a bit difficult, um, doing something that's hard for the sake of its hardness, as well as, you know, there's the benefits and also waking yeah. up. Like, uh, I mean, look, I do, I do, I, I'm pretty bold. I do splash some cold water on my face in the morning. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, watch out, watch out. I do go to the bathroom just in my jocks. So it's, yeah, you know, it's already pretty cold in the morning, you know, um, that's, that's pretty tough. But no, it's there's, there's huge benefits to it. And if you are a morning shower person, then giving yourself, even if it's 30 seconds of just, cold water to start with to get like, at the end of it, to get that sort of that wake up. Like I remember we used to do that um, when we used to, like we used to have a morning routine where we'd go play, go to the gym, play squash in the morning and then go into work, have just like that 30 seconds to a minute of just cold. And just bracing yourself, and yeah, as you said, teaching the body that the mind is in control, that you're more powerful than the involuntary mm. responses to it. You breathe through it. You acclimatize. You get out. You'll. I think away. it's like your mind
0: controls the environment, not the environment controls the mind. I think that's yeah, a, a, that's a exactly. Big thing. You can overcome the yeah, circumstances. Exactly. And I think that's a big thing. And, I, and just to touch on, I know a lot of people don't have saunas, so I don't add this in here. But I like you know we are we beneficial to have a sauna um i would say minimum 2 30 minute saunas i think there's a lot of research out 3 30 minute sauna sessions a week um when we're looking as we get older there's so many studies coming out around decreasing parkinsons decreasing alzheimers like not not just the the um the benefits for like right now but like the long term benefits of sauna use it will completely um help your body with longevity so like you know sauna can be like bonus eight Mm -hmm. now i think we talked about a few things in here guys we're gonna wrap it up quickly with a brief snapshot of our routines so you can go oh so that's how how you do it now again my day is different it's a Jace's, but like my AM routine is alarm goes off i go pee right? That's literally how, that's step one, right? Um, so mm-hmm. like my alarm it gets, goes off at 4am every day, right? And that's that's my, my time I get up. So 4am, I get up, I go and pee. I, after I go and pee, I sit down on the couch. I straight away turn on my meditation. My meditation is 15 minutes, okay? I find it's best to do meditation in the morning because it's when my mind's the most calm. It sets me up for the day. As soon as after I go and pee, um, what I would try and do is I will try and just go straight in and have a cold shower, so I'm awake. It alerts me. I'm good to go. Um, and from going from my cold shower, I'll come back out. I'll have a greens and a reds drink. I'll just combine that together because I don't eat enough vegetables, so I try and um, you know supplement my way through that. Um, and it's just the truth, like because I don't eat enough green veg, like I do want that extra support. So I have some greens and I have some reds in in some water. Um, I'll have a pinch of sea salt in there as well. I'll then look over my day. Um, so it's like a bit of visualization, uh, plan and project over my day. From that, I'll go straight to the gym. I'll, I'll move for about 15 to 20 minutes in the morning, um, every single morning, because I like the... There's the, the feel of movement. So if I'm not going for a walk, but this is like four thirty in the morning, guys. So I'm I'm generally not going for a run at four thirty in the morning because I'm not a psychopath. Um, but I'll, try, I'll go to the gym before I do some coaching and start coaching clients because I'm still doing some coaching face to face and I do a fair bit of it. So um, because I love it. Um, now I am there at like four 45 by the time it takes me to drive there. Like I'll do like a 20 minute sort of session, whether I'm on the bike or whether I'm doing a little bit of weights or an EMOM or an AMRAP. And I'm pretty much coaching from like five thirty AM to about 10 30 AM. So it's like a good solid five hours of work. So when people go, Oh, it's okay for you. Like you're, you're a fitness person. You can fit stuff. And it's like, yeah, you, you live yeah, in the gym. I wake up at 4 AM. Um, and then it's like I, I work from like you know face to face five thirty to say ten thirty. I'm at ten thirty. I haven't eaten still. So then I will sort of get home, um, and then at that sort of like eleven a.m. to eleven thirty, I'm like oh, I'll have something to eat. I've been up for like a good a fair amount of hours. <laughs> um, so I'll have my I'll have my uh, my lunch at that point. And i'll I'm walking obviously inside the gym those are that's three days of the week for me. Uh, the other couple of days I'm there till like nine thirty in the morning or nine in the morning, and I'll start from my work day a little bit earlier. but as soon as I start work when I get back. I, have got an alarm that goes off every 60 minutes. I'll go for a five to 10 minute walk and I've got my walking pad next to me. So it keeps my steps up. So if I'm looking at it, it's like, okay, cool. I've got my meditation done. I handle my steps. Cause I go for a 10 minute, five to 10 minute walk every hour. Bang. That's done. I got my, you know, six and a half to seven hours sleep. Uh, my weight training always comes in the afternoon weight training or a run so then i'll work for the next sort of four or five hours i'll either go pick up the kids from school um, and then i'll go for a run or i'll go and lift some weights so it's like you're there as as far as that dad but you're working so my work day goes from like 5 30 a.m to about you know 3 30 p.m um and then i'll pick up the kids i'll do some weight training um you know i'll you know, I've had a lunch in there somewhere, and then I get back after training, I'll be with the kids for a little bit, and then I'll go back and coach. I still coach a couple of hours every single night, and then I'll get back, I'll read the kids to sleep, then I'll put my blue blockers on. We have dinner, I have a digital curfew where I sort of put my phone away, I'll have my magnesium after dinner, and then like that's and I'll reflect then. I'll journal for about five, ten minutes. But like for me, it's like I've fitted Cold showers, meditation, visualization, I fit in training, I fit in about 20 minutes to move in the morning because I need that just to awake myself up. Like I fit in reflection and projection, like I fit in all the big things that I wanted to do. Um, And I also still worked probably about, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day. Um, And I, I like, I love what I do. I'm fortunate. I get to spend time with my kids in the afternoon, get to read with them every single night um and i get to fit it all everything else in and like i think for anyone's because a lot of people say i can't fit in because i work like 12 hours a day it's like you just have to get up earlier or go to bed later um for me my and my routine is like blue blockers go on i eat and then i have like i spend a bit of time with Liv after i do my journaling and we watch a tv show and i'm in bed by like 8 45 um and so and i'm asleep by like 9 15 to 9 30 right like it, it's just that's life right It's like you go to sleep earlier and that's completely fine. There's no reason why you can't. It's like, I'm an adult now. I don't have to. It's like, yeah, well, you're also overweight and feel like shit. So maybe you should go to bed earlier. Jase.
1: Yeah. For me, I would say the week, uh, to look at my structure of the week, it starts kind of on Sunday, right? We'll do, um, uh, usually the food shop comes on the weekend, uh, but we do that online. So we do that through Woolworths and we have a little, uh, like a little whiteboard that goes on the side of the fridge where we write down, you know, that's where the shopping list goes. But then we also write down, you know, if there's any uh, meals that we particularly feel like outside of our normal roster, uh, we'll write them down there. And then we'll do a food shop, we'll get all that stuff. And then I basically will catalog what is, uh, uh, what is the closest thing to going out of date and then we'll try to use that first and then the next thing and then the next thing just so we don't obviously waste food um but that's the the, the way that we decide that's basically us planning our dinners for the week um unless uh, uh shit hits the fan that's that's the way that the dinners are planned so the average morning for me especially during the week um a lot of people might hate me for this but working from home and uh and and having a little one uh, my alarm is set for seven i never get to it Trust me. I never I've I've gotten to it, I think, once or twice, but we also have Emmys on one or two wake ups in the night, which um and as she's teething, it's also been a bit rough. So I'll wake up, I'll check my um my aura ring, which tracks my sleep for me, to see basically am I in a good mood today or not. But I always choose for it to be a good mood, even when it says I'm not recovered. Um, see how much sleep I got, go to the bathroom, and then I weigh myself and I check in and I track on the app where I'm weighing myself so I can see my trend. And I just do that. It's it I don't really care what the number is at this point. I just track it, see what the data is, and then by the end of the week we can round it up and see what happens and see what I need to do. So jump up, weigh myself. We usually have a bit of a cuddle in bed. Me and Lauren and Emi will just like um play around. She loves just like you know, standing up and using us to stand up and look around and we'll open the windows and we'll just have just some really nice, just quality sort of family time in the morning. Um, and yeah, you know, it's probably one of the best parts of my day is just to be able to sit there and sort of, you know, cuddle with her and just roll her around in bed. And just, yeah, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and having that little sort of intentional family start, then i usually get up uh, make my breakfast and then jump into the office, but somewhere between sort of seven 30 and eight ish to just get started with the day. I'll usually have appointments from, it can vary for me appointments from sort of eight on until about five is I, I basically have a full calendar and uh, uh, open calendar. So I can have appointments all throughout that day with enough sort of buffers in between. So that's when I'll take a look at what appointments I've got in my day when, and four days a week I'll fit in weight training. Usually it's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, sometimes Saturday. Um, but I'll see when can I fit in that sort of hour block of, um, or for like 45 minutes of getting to the gym, getting something done, getting out. Usually I like mid morning, right? It usually be somewhere between 11 and 12 for me is when I'll go and go into the gym, do some weight training. Um, I can walk to and from the gym. So I get a few more steps in that way. It's usually about a 15 minute walk um, in total. So, That'll be my movement for the day. Um, Wednesdays I tend to have a rest day and have it a little bit easier. But that um, that structure for me it means the gym is less busy. There's less people using all the machines, and I'm able to sort of just get in and out without being bothered. And then I usually come back um, after I've had you know after that make some lunch. Um, usually it'll just be leftovers from whatever the night before was. So just chuck that in the microwave, heat it up, and jump in. If not, I'll have some default go tos like some you know yogurt and protein, and or like I'll just do oats again for lunch because I'm pretty simple and I like my Oats. Um, I'll have I'd have them three days, three times a day if I had to. We um, have no issue with that. Um, and then yeah, I'll jump back into the office, do whatever else needs to do. Whether it's you know producing some amazing content reels that you guys should definitely go subscribe to the YouTube channel and uh, and you know make sure you follow along and like all of them. Um, the last one I did, the little little meme one, actually did pretty well. Um, oh, I forgot. Actually, it's a new one that we do as well. In ten minutes in the morning, somewhere between sort of eight and nine, me and Lauren will jump out. We'll do a guided uh, yoga um, mm-hmm. stretching routine to get the sort of, especially for my lower back at the moment. So that 10 minutes of us just today we did it with Emmy crawling all over us and, and, you know, crying and whinging and stuff. So it was a little bit of fun, but, um, getting that in is just getting a little bit more present with my body, seeing where are the tweaks, where are the little aches, but that little thing definitely sets me up for the rest of the day. I forgot because that one is a, a relatively new addition to the routine, but it is something that we're cementing in there. Um, and then basically I'll, I'll work through till about, you know, four o'clock depends on if I have appointments at that time or not. But usually it's just trying to get all the stuff done, whether it's making sure the clients are all good, getting some content out for, um, for everybody. So more dads can see what it is that we do. And then, um, you know, it might be some onboarding, some new guys, or, um, you know, trying to produce some new stuff for some new stuff we've got coming up as well. So that'll be the the general focus, but I'm pretty much in the office. i try to, I've got a ring that yeah, it does remind me hey do you think it's time to get up time to go for a time to stretch your legs a little bit like, all right and uh you know i might walk um uh Lauren and Amy might be going for a walk uh they might be you know going down around the park we might go for a lap of the block um do something along those lines even if that or I'll just kind of go up and down the house see how they're going see what's going on just kind of get a little bit of movement in um to keep it up I would say my steps are probably the big one that I've been lacking since being especially since being on the bulk because um the 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 weather's been shit and my focus has been a little cool I don't like Yes, steps are important, but at the moment I don't need to do the extra energy burn. Um, So it has been less of a focus for me, but it is something that as soon as I get the notification, I try to get up and move around. It's not necessarily going for a walk, but at least getting that mobility in for my lower back and for my um, body. But as I'm starting the shred, the walk is going to be probably a bit more um, intentional, uh, probably at least two to three times in the day, going for at least a lap of of the block just to get the back moving, get the body moving. Um, Once I clock off, depending on the day, it'll be bath time, play time with Immy. Haven't got to see her as much through the day. I still get to see her, you know, she'll pop in every now and again, to you know, give her a kiss and say goodnight, but she'll come in. I'll, um, I'll give her a bath usually after we eat, we'll usually eat together, probably around six, six thirty, depending on her bedtime because it's kind of varied a bit with her naps at the moment. She's still going through that phase of between three and two naps and you know, nine months old yeah it's it's not quite a set routine yet but we will um we'll usually have dinner with her so i'll be as soon as i finish work i'll usually start cooking dinner um get dinner ready we'll eat together I'll then usually bath Amy while my wife cleans up the kitchen a bit. Then I'll um, I'll you know dry her hair, get her sort of ready for bed. We'll put her to bed somewhere between sort of 6:30 and 7:30. And then um, I'll usually have my shower after then. Then Lauren and I will go in, we'll usually um, chat about our days a little bit, see how how's your day, how's your day? We just have a bit of intentional time. We usually watch like one episode of a show and then we'll head to bed probably somewhere between 9 15 and 9 30. Um, and then my goal, like sometimes we've gone to bed earlier, sort of like 8 15, 8:30, just because we've been been. fucking exhausted with a baby getting up at 4am and staying awake and for like an hour and a half and stuff Travis like oh 4am no that's what I I already get up then fucking get started bro um (laughs) hey we had another wake up earlier as well so but this means I do get this is why I go to uh, I know that because of my wake-up time I can go to bed a little bit later Mm. and I'm still getting seven and a half to eight hours which is really really good Especially because I'm as I'm bulking, like that sleep is really and recovery is so important for me to um to gain the extra muscle mass. Now that I'm moving into a deficit, oh, I could be a little bit more flexy with it, but gaining muscle mass requires a lot of shit to go right. So it's been a big focus to um to do that. So yeah, we'll head to bed. Yeah, around sort of um, nine nine fifteen, um, sometimes nine thirty, if Lauren needs a little bit more time to decompress from a stressful day with a baby, and then we'll go to bed. We'll read. We'll, like, we'll brush our teeth together. We'll read. Um, we've both been reading the same series at the moment. Um, usually uh, non-fiction because non-fiction before bed kind of gets my mind going too much so we've been reading a series called the wheel of time it's got like 15 books in it we're up to book like 11 and 13 respectively like it's a you can you can see it on the i don't know if you can see it on the um uh on the video let me check is a there's a see that that big that one that's all of them so yeah that's it's a fucking long series and it's like well we're in for a penny in for a pound now so we've got to finish it Uh, (laughs) i was wasted all this time so um we usually read for yeah, about 15 20 minutes that's my like that's my key wind down activity no matter where i am no matter what i do in order for me to wind down into sleep after i've taken my like my fish oil my magnesium my my supplements that kind of stuff is reading if I can read for like 15 to 20 minutes that is just that's going to send me to a place where I'm ready to go to bed and it's easy and it's Mm. good I could just let it go sometimes we'll have a little bit of pillow talk we'll just have a bit of a chat about you know um, a lot of times we'll just be sort of talking shit but if there was any sort of you know um, tension or you know little tips throughout the day. We'll, we'll have a conversation about it. We'll chat about it. We'll, you know, make up, we'll give each other a kiss and we usually go to bed. So that's, that's pretty much my routine. So it's fairly lucky as far as people go, there's no commute. Um, you know, there's a, it's, there's a lot of time with the family, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, there's, there's still things that I prioritize with that. And, you know, in that there's no, there's not a lot of, um, apart from going to the gym, uh, there's not a hell of a lot of just leisure time for me. Which is the the thing. It's like that's the thing that goes. If you wanna be a good husband and do do the dishes and clean up after doing that and cooking and, you know, uh bathing in me and doing all of those sort of things, it's gonna require for me not to do that. We've got the sort of the mindfulness um, slash the stretching in there together when we're doing the yoga. It's just got nice music in the background. And you're just like kind of breathing through the movements is really, really nice. Um, and then just, yeah, usually taking that time to debrief with, with Lauren at the end of the day. We just talk about our days and that's usually my way of going through my day and seeing how things went because, um, you know, I'll talk about, you know, oh, my day went this and that is usually my time to be able to reflect is by getting it out to her um, because we both have a history and a, and a background of coaching. It, it's, 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 you know, we know when to just kind of listen to the other person we just have that nice little back and forth where we can talk about our days talk about what went well what did we like what did you know what could the other person have done better as well as a partner and then um you know just oh how's your day i'm sorry that i'm really doing yeah look i just need to do this i need to do this i need to do this that's i like to talk through it that's how i personally get through it um from like a reflection and a projection yeah. standpoint um and you know she's like oh you're a bit tense today yeah just like i had this message come through i just really needed to focus on it but um it's all right i'll just do this and it's actually okay and you know that's that's the way that mentally that I do it as well so that's pretty much the structure of my day and then the weekends are usually um whatever social things Lauren has on for us um because if it was up to me my social calendar would be
0: pretty fucking exactly Liv knows me well enough that if she books too many things in I just don't go um (laughs) I don't have that luxury yet I still have to go (laughs) I was like well like we've got a cousin's house and like she's done it two times in a row I'll be like they'll be sitting there having some drinks or something um, like, it's my cue. i just go sit in the corner. I'll lay on the ground. I'll just go to sleep. I'm yeah. like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I'm like, literally, I'm Done. like in like zero fucks mode. I was like, guys, I don't care. Like, this yeah. is, I, I'm happy to talk to an extent. And then when I'm finished talking, I'm just going to go lay down and someone wake me up when my wife's ready to leave. Cause I don't care when she wants to leave, but I'm going to have a nap until she is. I'm like a child, something to go to bed. I'm like, yep, it is. Um, Cause it's like, like I, I do, I love talking to people, but I also know the fact that, you know, if I have too many social engagements for me personally, like I'm an ambivert, like I'm introverted and extroverted, um, but too much, where I'm out talking to people, it completely drains me and I can't reset and recover. So I'll talk for a bit, not to be rude. And when it gets to the point where it's like, okay, I feel like I've done my due, my um, responsibilities, um, then I'll just go sit in the corner, man. Like I can live my life with like my wife and not talking to anyone ever in my life. But um, I understand for her needs that this is important and that's why I do it for until I need to go and lay mm-hmm. down. Um, <laughs> but guys... That, I can't wait to get that. Exactly. Uh, guys, that is two different routines, both fitting in the things. And I know your routine listing out here is different as well. But that doesn't mean you can't fit it in. It means you just need to look at the priorities in your life and prioritize. Wake up earlier, go to bed later, move faster, multitask things. I don't care how you do it, but you can only do it if you do it by design okay you're never going to default your way into a great routine like if you do let me know but i've never met someone who has um because and if you do we'll study you um but but guys that is today's podcast don't forget to rate and review give us five stars three stars you know give us a review comment somewhere and tell us you know, what you want to hear more next week or the week after. Any questions, hit us up on Instagram, the free Facebook group, or on the different channels of um, social media. And other than that, guys, if you're stuck and you want to change your life, go to fit-dad.club and let's, you know, talk about where you are, where you want to be, and how we can close the gap so we can transform your life. That is it from me, Jase.
1: Leave some mean comments so I can record funny exactly. videos of myself reading them out. Uh, if you want to see me an Australian flag speedos reading them out, you've then, got this. Uh, uh, comment, comment, insults towards me. I won't take it. I, I will maybe take it slightly personally, but
0: that's yeah. okay. Just say he has got small calves or something, guys. You got this. Uh- <laughs>
1: I've had them all my life. You can't hurt me. That's I already know. That's I've accepted that.
0: <laughs> all right, guys. Until next week, guys. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you then. See you later.